Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, welcome to G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. And uh, today we do not have a new episode of G Thanks Just Bought It because we have something better. Oh my God, wait, who are you? Where I'm did Nora you come McNerney. from? I'm Nora McNerney. <gasps> I came from your bed in Las Vegas at what we are calling a writer's retreat. Nora McNerney and I have been writing in a hotel room in Las Vegas for the last 48 hours and we will continue to write for the next 48 hours. We are doing some projects, we are doing some work. And until yesterday at 8 a.m., we had never met. And last night, we shared a bed. Some and a people think and a hairbrush. And I thought maybe she said she wanted to use my toothbrush, and I was going to let her. I know how much you guys love Nora, because every time I'm like, which episode should I replay if I'm ever doing a rerun? Everyone's like, Nora. And I'm like, I already did Nora. Like, yeah, how many times do you want to hear a Nora we can't, episode? We can't. We can't. Instead, we made something else. So Nora and I started a Patreon. It is called Nobody Asked, because nobody asked. Nobody asked us to go back and watch Newlyweds in its entirety. But we did it. We did it. And then actually, somebody did ask us to watch... Rich Girls. And we did. And we did. And, and that's coming this weekend. That was great. So we decided to give you the abridged version of our first episode of Nobody Asked uh, here today on the G Thanks feed. So we hope you enjoy it. And if you like it so much and want to subscribe and support us, you can go to patreon.com slash G Thanks and friends and sign up for the Nobody Asked tier. And we will be back next week with Grace Ferris. You can follow her at Coop to Grace Ferris on Instagram. You will know her from her Weekend Mom illustrations. She is wonderful. So are you. We will see you in seven short days. Until then, enjoy this episode. And hopefully we'll see some of you on Patreon. Hey, Nora. Hello, Caroline. Newlyweds Nick and Jessica. Nora, did you watch it in real time when it was on television? It was appointment television yeah. for me and the girls that I lived with in Cincinnati, Ohio, we were juniors in college. And this show was for us a blueprint of what we thought and hoped. This is the scary part that the not too distant future would look like. hundred. <laughs> we all wanted to be married at 22, 23, 24, maybe that sounded Max a little 25. sad. Yeah. Uh, to a man who would talk down to us and have a tribal tattoo. Us- and have an armband tattoo and really close relationships with his brothers and his family who also found us silly and and unimportant. And we also were bleaching the ever-loving hell out of our hair. Sure. We were also using Red Ken All Soft, which Miss Simpson was a spokesperson for at the time. I don't know if you remember those ads. Was this pre-dessert? Jessica Simpson's dessert line that was like edible body wash. <laughs> yes. I okay. believe if, if memory serves, <laughs> she was red Ken was her brand and she was the all stuff. It was, it was like, Oh, you can bleach your hair and still have really thick, luscious, beautiful hair. If you're Jessica Simpson and you use this shampoo available at Ulta in gallon sizes. Did I ever buy it? No. Did I aspire towards it? Absolutely. There's just so much watching this show. Yeah. 
fashion no, it's so wise. much. It's oh oh my gosh, it's it's I honestly was like height of fashion, Jessica Simpson, two thousand four. I liked him immediately though when I met him. I told my mom I wanted to marry him. It sounds corny, but you kind of a feeling that, wow, you know, this is this could be it. You know, this could be the one. After I met him, I went on the computer and looked up what his favorite soda was or what his favorite color was. She wasn't like anyone I had ever met, and I was able to talk to her in ways I couldn't really talk to other girls. Nick and I dated three years. We split up for five months. It's 2002. Nick and Jessica are getting married. Nick Lachey, obviously the hot one from 98 Degrees. Jessica Simpson, part of the Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, to some extent Mandy Moore, bubblegum pop girl. But unlike Britney and Christina, who were like, quote unquote, slutty, Jessica Simpson was virginal and she came from a church choir background. Jessica Simpson today is 41. Nick Lachey today is 47. They got married in 2000. Nick was 28 and Jessica was about 21. Jeez Louise. So the opener of Newlyweds starts off at their wedding. I mean, first you, you, you hear this, I swear, which is a 98 degrees song and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I remember by the way, hearing that song and being like, Oh my God, romance. This is so romantic. You also see snippets from their wedding. I I took a note. I said, wow, she got an entire juicy sweatshirt made. Yes. um, Yes. It was the velour future. Yeah. The future soon to be. No, it says the soon to be yes. Mrs. Lachey. She got a juicy jumpsuit made that was only good for one day. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, sure she wore and it was like Swarovski ski crystals yes. bedazzled onto the back. And I was also like Incursive. I also Incursive. was like clocking that for my own wedding day. Like I want to wear a, a bride jersey too. So the funny thing about their wedding, and it's a fun fact that I told you I wanted to tell you that I'm bringing to the show today because they do not mention it, but if you go back into the archives of a Cosmo girl, of a Seventeen magazine, of a YM, you might find out that Jessica and Nick broke up. She does mention in the episode, she's like, we broke up for four months. She does not tell us why. Nora, do you know what brought them back together? 9 11. 9 11. It was 9 11. 9 11 brought them back together. You unearthed a deep, a like I I can pull up yes the the Who Weekly Who Weekly I can pull up the Us Weekly <laughs> I can pull up the Star I can pull up yes. the People yes uh, story in my mind yes about that reunion to hear Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey go like it was nine eleven in the back of her mind I think there had to be questions as to could I possibly be the one she's going to spend the rest of her life with. I thought that I needed to date other guys and I needed to see what was out there. And I didn't realize that I was searching for something that I already had. 9-11 happens and Nick and Jessica get back together. And that is why we have this reality show that was also the reality show that inspired other people who were... uh, Too famous, right? Reality was for people who were not famous at all. Yeah, reality was was for for nobody. It was like The Swan, which we will watch. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. Yeah, like True Uh, Life. Extreme Makeover. Mm -hmm. All of those things were for people who seemed to be in various 
states of mental unhealth mm-hmm. and or, or straight up crises. And then Nick and Jessica do this show and everyone is like, oh, I want a reality show. Reality was like at the level of like doing an infomercial yep. for a famous person, right? This was like a sign that you were on the way out. Yep. And honestly, at the time, both of their careers were not doing great. Right they, now, I think if you asked a 20-year-old, what does Jessica Simpson do? They would say shoe designer. She is so rich. She knew that the clock was ticking the second she became a teeny bopper pop star. And she was like, I'm going to have to do something else. All of this to say, it also is, is that fast forward, it's 2021. Jessica Simpson seems very happy. Nick Lachey also seems very happy. Like they're both fine now. And that's why I think we can go back and look at this with a critical lens because we know how it ends, which is that they're both happy in their marriages I was so obsessed with this wedding. I wanted this wedding Mm. to be my wedding. She had the cupcake princess dress. And I wanted the same things, though, Carolyn. I wanted the exact same things. I watched this show, uh, and I also, I remember the details of their wedding, and I just thought, uh, oh, my God. Like, Like, amazing. (sighs) Yeah, like, who wouldn't want that? Even looking back on it 20 years later, it's like that she looks so classic. Like uh, someone could wear what she yes. wore today and would be and would be great. She's also just beautiful and, and looked great in it. Um, I also thought, you know, 22 was so old. And at 14, I'm like, obviously yeah. I'm going to be married at 22 and I'm probably going to have kids at 22. Uh, yes. Why wouldn't I? Yes. How could that not be? So yep. the it opens and she walks down the aisle and I'll never forget. They put the camera on Nick, and he gets a little choked up, and I was like, whoa, I want that. I want a man to choke on his breath when he looks at me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I wanted a hundred flower girls and ring bearers, just like a whole parade of like small children, which is, I think, uh, a thing that you only want in your wedding when you're young. Of course, yeah, and it was raining, and her bridesmaids were wearing champagne, um, silky, silky dresses. Like, yes, and their and, hair was—I mean, you could see the curling iron marks in their hair. Yes, uh, which absolutely beautiful, and you know, a refreshing change from the style at the time, which was flatten, straighten every bit of yeah. your hair. You know, nobody, well, nobody, hardly anybody, I would say, maybe not nobody, but hardly anybody gets married thinking like, eh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Most people, I think, get married thinking like, yeah, this is forever-ish, yeah, right? Yeah. And nobody signs up for a reality show or anything. We don't do anything thinking, how will this be documented and how will that documentation age? Mm-hmm. If we did, we would do nothing. We would mm-hmm. not get out of bed. But this was before we could and were constantly broadcasting yeah. our lives. Celebrities were still mysterious to us. We would you know, read weekly gossip magazines at the nail salon, hoping for like a glimpse into their lives. So yeah. this show was a big deal for that reason. It was huge. Like we are going to see where they live That's and where so they live true. is... A generic McMansion with windows that don't make sense. They live in a huge beige house and everything in it is yes. beige. And we'll get to that. But that is such yes. a good thing to remember as we go through the season. There is a, it's a huge difference between being Nick and Jessica in 2002 and agreeing to do this and then being a real housewife of Salt Lake City where you're like, I know exactly what I'm signing up for. I'm going to promote my business. I know, I know what kind of way I want to come across. And it does make 
now it makes for way better produced shows, better drama. You get a lot more bang for your buck in the 42 minutes. Nick and Jessica, it's it's 22-minute episodes and literally nothing happens because they did not know how to structure reality television. So it was just cameras in their face. I think they were really brave for doing this, and I also think they served as a cautionary tale for a lot of people being like, why would you want the first four years of your marriage documented? Oh, God. Especially, yeah, especially the first year and especially when you're both um, lacking in some emotional maturity. A hundred percent. Okay. So bringing us to, you get this really beautiful romantic moment, Nick kind of just choking and, and she looks so pretty and she walks down the aisle and she looks like an angel. And then the moment is ruined because Joe Simpson who marries them. Remember this is Jessica's dad who at the time had not come out of the closet yet. And if you read or listened to Jessica Simpson's um, open book, um, which you should, which is incredible. One of the best celebrity memoirs I've ever read. Uh, Joe Simpson is uh, not great. When you are a teenager who becomes famous, yeah, your parents are in charge of you. And then when you're 22, it's almost as if your parents are still in charge of you and you don't realize that you don't need that anymore. So Joe Simpson Mm. stands up and he says, A long time ago, she committed her purity to God. And she stuck with that commitment. The reason Jessica can wear this white dress is because she made a promise to God. She basically, he basically was just like, Jessica's going to have sex tonight. I, I thought I was going to save myself till marriage at this Cute. time when this show was coming out. Okay. Nice. No one, Caroline, no one asked me to do that at all. My parents <laughs> never said anything about it. And I remember saying like, well, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. And my parents being like, that's very like to write you love sure? on your to write love on her arms of you. A hundred percent. I was like, look, I'm not gonna do it. All right, because I have something to give my future husband. My Why would you want to? Insane, insane. No offense. I have friends who have done this. I I, I respect. But you didn't. You weren't a virgin it, when you got married, Caroline. I, I'm just making sure. Of course not. Okay, okay. no. I was no, not. she was a big whore. She was a big slut. Yeah. No, no, of course not. I, no, of course not. And I, um, it was such a strange thing too, because nobody had asked me to make that a part of my identity. And I do think I was more influenced by certain aspects of pop culture than I was uh, church which really didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, Jessica Simpson hasn't done it. And allegedly neither has Brittany. So, and it taught me by the way, to use that as a currency for male attention. Of course. I had a thing that they thought was valuable and yeah. they could not have it. And yeah. I knew that made me interesting and special. So the wedding ends and then they immediately are in their beige house in it Calabasas. Is, it's, a, it's the most jarring smash cut. Yes. I have, I, I was like, what? What are we, we're in one of the saddest <laughs> houses. Yes. Like I can smell it. I know what this house smells yes. like and I already know that it has probably been raised to the ground. And it was built to last exactly 10 years. Yes. It's so beige. It's so beige. And it really gives off an MTV Cribs vibe. This house just screams, we had enough money to buy a six-bedroom house. We don't have time to get furniture. I have no taste or interests. We got the white couch in our white house. Like, yes. There's no um, We have a spiral staircase because I grew up, by the way, 
had I give me the option to have a spiral staircase and a straight up foyer that is a waste yeah. of vertical space yeah. um, with an undustable, uh, complicated and extremely dated chandelier, yeah. I will take it. Yeah. I thought those stairs were incredibly romantic. Uh-huh. This house is um it was a model home the house is next door to it had the exact same layout i'm willing to bet and they just picked it out of like a catalog and we're yes. like we'll take this one and there's caroline you're right there's nothing, there's nothing in it in it and there's no landscaping and there's nothing i did not realize that the iconic chicken of the sea scene happens immediately immediately and you all know this i don't have if you're listening to this it means that you are at least somewhat invested or at one point we're invested in the show. And you all know that Jessica and Nick are eating literal canned tuna in a bowl. And she goes, is this chicken or is this fish? And he looks at her like, you're a fucking idiot. The way that he looks at her is so mean, but I was like, Oh, that's marriage. Like, Oh, he thinks I'm such an idiot. But like, he really is looking at her like you're a fucking idiot. Truly. It makes Uh, me sad. I, I, it made, it made me sad too. It made me sad that they seem to have no chemistry. None. There are two things that I also noticed that upset me. One is there's a framed photo of their wedding day on their kitchen counter. I, I don't know why that upset me. It just did. I like, what? there's right no now. art anywhere in the house, but they have a framed photo with like the little lean thing, the yep, little of like themselves. stand yep. of themselves in the kitchen. And then before she even says the chicken of the sea thing, she says, to him because she drops me in the kitchen she says baby i messed up <laughs> nick nick i, I made an uh-oh i, uh, I made an I uh-oh she goes nick i made an nick. Uh-oh. uh-oh and i was like oh my god this person is being <laughs> like so baby. infantilized and yeah ew 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 yeah. and yeah he just talks to her like she is he's her daddy uh, i mean he talks to her like he's her father and yeah. it almost seems like, like a dad a who doesn't like his kid. A dad who <laughs> hates his bad. kid. And also, you'll, you guys will see over the episode and over the season of Newlyweds, Tina and Joe Simpson show up all the time to like fix dumb shit for her. And we'll talk about the house cleaner in a few minutes because mm-hmm. that comes mm-hmm. up. But she clearly has never fended for herself. Do I blame her? No. Would I have necessarily put it on camera for all the world to see? Also, no. But I don't think she yeah. probably knew how many people were going to watch and how the longevity of the this kind of moment for her. How could you? How yeah. could you? Okay. Right after like the chicken of the sea thing, yeah. there's like a talking head of her. I think I may be getting I was just a little say, bit. And they don't ahead. have talking heads. They sort of just interview them off to the side, like in the yes. garage or like in front of the house. It's clearly all done in the same day of filming. Yes. And she goes, you know, oh, I thought marriage would be different, but it's like, you're not having picnics every day. And I'm like, <laughs> what were you? Picnics what was your day. idea? Yeah. It's like, well, have you ever been on a picnic? Yeah. It's misery. Oh. Misery. Eat You're inside. Outside. Yeah, please. Eat inside. Eat, inside. eat on your couch. You have, to, you have and, to bring everything with you. And also you eating on the bring... couch every day is kind of what marriage is. <laughs> also immediately kind of get the idea that neither of them are home very much and neither of them see each other very much. This to me yes. felt like the first day they were together in months. Like she might've been on tour or working on her album and he was probably trying to just stay relevant or hanging out with Drew wearing a cutoff tank top. And um, because one of the scenes that, right, and the Nick, I made an uh-oh happens uh-oh. Uh-huh. as they are looking through their fridge and all of their food is rotted. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> 
All it's of kind it. of insane. Yeah, and she can't she can't like find a mop. She doesn't know where anything is, but also neither does he. He doesn't know where this stuff is either. They're looking like, through their ugh. fridge, all their pans are dirty. They're throwing out produce by the pound. And she is complaining that she has to do it herself. Essentially the main drama of the episode is Jessica wants to hire a housekeeper. Nick thinks it's a waste of money. I yes. am on team Jessica. You guys are rich and you bought this ugly fucking beige house. You have to hire someone to clean it if you're not going to do it yourself so jessica if you're not going to be home and you're not going to be home like you shouldn't have like tons of lettuce wilting in your yeah. fridge if you're not home and jessica's being very whiny and she's sort of um uh dragging herself around the kitchen in her wedges and she's going like oh, and her did, cargo capri pants again she looks so good like she so good. looks so good and that outfit looks amazing on her like and everybody we all thought we could do cargo capri pants i tried we could not <laughs> i tried i tried also with a, you with and i are so tall size. jessica simpson is like five two like a wedge looks so cute on her i wear a wedge and i am casting a shadow over <laughs> most of los angeles <laughs> and you're taller than I me I have body dysmorphia where I believe that I am a small, petite, Same. sexy, yet curvy, <laughs> um, you know, like thin, rail thin, but yet curvy, uh, like 20 year old. It's bizarre. <laughs> I've always felt this way. I would always, I would look at Jessica Simpson and be like, that's me. Or like, uh, look at any, I, I, I just, yes. I truly believe that my body is entirely different than the body that I have. Yes. So yeah, I mean, imagine my shock. I know. When I went to the, you know, we, it was Heartbreaker in Minneapolis. That was our sort of garbage clothing store nice. um, before everybody could go to Forever 21. Mm-hmm. Imagine me going to Heartbreaker, getting a pair of synthetic uh, car- cargo crops and realizing these hit me in the meatiest part of my calf. The meatiest. And when I sit, they become breeches. <laughs> I just look like I'm, I still look like I'm wearing waders, like big fishing pants. Look, Jessica Simpson got so much shit for her body and that sucks. And she's tiny. She's so tiny. Remember that picture where they're like, oh, she's huge. You ever look at that picture now and you're like, what? (laughs) And I thought at the time, I'm like, whoa, she is so big. Like, fuck everyone who said she was big in that picture. She is maybe a size six. Six, eight, maybe. Uh, I mean, possibly. And also, I mean, nothing made it easier for me to have a celebrated and secretive eating disorder mm. than all of the media of the early aughts. It was just, it was so uh, normal. It was yeah. so normal. Yeah, you wanted it was your so like, normal. Hips and like jutting I, out under over your low rise jeans, disgusting. Yeah, and you can you can see. In here, and she talks about this in open book too. But you can see the. She agrees. Stacy agrees. <laughs> Stacy. So one of my favorite parts here is that you kind of get a look at like clearly there are two. There's one room that they hang out in all the time. It's the living room. I assume that yep. a house like this has another living room where the nice Christmas tree goes. That's the only way I can think mm-hmm. of it. Yes. Nick is watching the all caps big game on a plasma TV that is so small. That is so small. It's like the dinner party from the office where Michael Scott's like, I got a plasma TV and it's so teeny. And then Jan breaks it. He is watching uh, the big game. And remember, 2002, it was a flat screen 
but it, and it was but yeah. it was a flat screen. I mean, no one had a flat screen yes. in 2002. You had no, no, no. We had a flat screen, but it was also a tube t- or whatever. Like it was like four feet deep. Yeah, yeah. The screen was flat. But the TV. No, that's not a flat screen, Nora. I have to. I, no, 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 I no. hate to tell. I hate to tell you that. The, yes. You're like First it was. Yes, a, it was. The screen is always flat. <laughs> no, screens used to be curved convex. a little. Convex. They, first they flatten the screen, then they flatten the whole TV. Carol, I was like, I used to have a flat screen TV. Yeah, I mean, it was like five feet deep, but it was flat. Okay, yeah, girl, you definitely did. I don't want to kill your vibe right now. And Jessica's walking around sulking because she has like, she has like tidying things to do. A thing that she is getting annoyed about is that all of these flowers that I assume get sent to her by her record company have now died and have been sitting in water dead and the smell of dead flowers is so disgusting yeah and the yeah, water dead flower water is bad. and she's literally walking yeah. around being like oh nick yeah. nick and then she spills the water all over the floor and she can't find a mop and nick is like so mad at her because the big game is on but at the time i remember being like wow marriage like so fun <laughs> hundred percent same hundred percent same then they go to the central part the central plot of this episode. Yes. How we even get to the fact that she wants a housekeeper. Yes. We get to go upstairs. <gasps> right. Okay. We get to go upstairs and we get to go into their expansive and utterly disgusting bedroom. It's the kind of bedroom that has like a sitting room attached to it. Yeah. Has like again, all you know, beige. Beige carpet, all beige. beige walls. Not a single thing on any wall. Not a single thing. Okay, no, this is no all furniture. Like builder grade materials. Yep. Like I said, every house in this neighborhood, I swear to you, is the same. Yep. You go into their disgusting bedroom where I I lived in a shitty college house. Okay, I lived on the third floor. I lived in a place where the carpet was you know, filled with the cells and the hairs of decades of girls who had come before me and my room was cleaner than theirs. There's plastic. We did not know plastic water bottles were bad. We were like, it's water. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah. These are people who who have pallets of, of plastic water bottles just Sitting littered around their, their room. Yep. There's empty bottles everywhere, Caroline. There's piles of discarded clothes she's pulling them out of bags and she starts dumping them over the staircase yes she's dumping what she believes are the dirty clothes over the staircase onto the foyer uh center of the foyer and at at some point i mean she's like figuring out which clothes are dirty which clothes aren't i would argue please wash all of them it's just clothes everywhere and it's just her whining but more than her whining he is also like, well, nothing can be done. Or he's kind of like, well, yeah. why don't you deal with it? You're the yeah. wife. So she's throwing clothes over the banister and just in heaps of terry cloth jumpsuits and baby doll dresses. There they go, sailing over the banister. And she's. And his dirty gym socks, his disgusting. cut off t shirts, his basketball shorts. Just like, it's, it's so much. Yes. Ugh. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm looking at the scene right now. Now he's throwing stuff. Also, there are so many stairs. She also is wearing sweatshirts and a t-shirt, and she looks amazing. And it's, she looks so good. She looks, she so, looks good. so good. Now they've just transferred a huge pile of clothing from one room to now the front of their house. Nothing yes. else has happened. There is no, no like we're bringing no. this to the laundry. We're separating this. There's just now a pile of clothes that was upstairs is now the pile of clothes downstairs. They cut to another scene, Caroline, where. Uh, 
it, Jessica comes in. I do remember this outfit. Oh yeah, my God. Do you remember striped this outfit? The sweater with the hoodie. The striped sweater oh. with the hoodie and the big bell sleeves and the cutoffs. It's like, I, oh, I think you could even wear that now. I think you could. Um, and the really, really white tank top against her tan. Yeah. And she's got like three bags from the grocery store and she immediately calls her friend on the home phone and asks, do you know any people who like clean houses for famous people? <laughs> Like there's like a different category of cleaning. Yeah. Like, cause also, I mean, cause like, famous people are in more Los disgusting. Angeles. Yeah. You're in Los Angeles. Like that's all, that's all you get. She could not be more inconvenienced by the three bags of groceries she's carrying. She literally just like yeah. throws them on the counter. And that's, and that's how we find out that's where the rotten food comes from. I don't know if she ever puts it in the fridge. Is it Casey Cobb that she calls? It's Casey Cobb. It's Casey Cobb. Can we talk it's about Casey Cobb? Casey Cobb? Because Casey Cobb is she's married around. to Donald she's- Faison. As far as celebrity friends go, I feel like she really made a nice, a nice little life for herself. What I are, think she did. What are her, what's her origin story? Do you know? She used to work for Columbia Records, so that's how she met Jessica. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jessica was always surrounded. I think she got a lot of good friends out of the work environment, but like a lot of famous people, you end up becoming friends with like your quote unquote help. And Casey was her best friend, but also Casey was on her payroll. It's fine to call for a recommendation. However, do you know someone who cleans houses for famous people? Is She's like, the are there house sentence. cleaners for like famous people is what she says. It's a speakerphone in sitting on her kitchen counter, Iconic. which that is, I miss those days. See the backsplash of the home. So ugly, like so nineties. It's like a real famous people are like, must buy big house. Why buy a big house if you can't put furniture in it? I don't know. The whole thing is very weird. So she's writing down. There is something on her notepad. I'm looking close. Oh, my gosh. Zoom in. Zoom in. I'm zooming in. I'm zooming in. It's like. Okay. It says meat for lunch and says iron in. (laughs) And then something with. I know. There's like nothing here. I'm I'm trying to get to it. Okay. Hold on. I got it. Okay. Meat. Meat for lunch. Iron. Something Nick, something day. This is just a spiral notebook that you could use for English class or math class. It is not a fancy notebook. She is just. It it literally says iron in bubble letters. It says iron Iron in bubble bubble letters. letters. And then it says meat for lunch. But like that's, but like not even on one of the lines, like just in the top. Not even who, who are you meeting for lunch? It just says meat for lunch. She's unloading her groceries in her, in her uh, fridge is multiple jars of Vlasic pickles, like four. I can yeah. see four from my vantage yes. point. Yeah. Ugh. She has some meat. She has barbecue sauce, jelly, a Tupperware, um, and not much else. Uh, a thing of butter. No, but so much produce. That so much produce. is in individual plastic bags yep. and now being thrown out. And it and gives me, it's crazy. Yeah. And she just, and she also just drags herself through life. She's always like, oh, yes. oh, like wife. Oh yeah. This is yeah. when she does all of the like taking of the produce out and then throwing it away. And then it all yeah, falls on the floor. It and then it all just yeah. falls on the floor. And also yeah. she's not, she's just throwing it in the garbage. The garbage is overflowing. Now she's on her cell phone. I have so much to do to it. It's just so plain. Nick, relax. Please, I don't know. Let's not do this right now. Don't be mad at me, though. Whatever. 
Oh my God. Yes. I wrote this down. She just ends the phone call on whatever. whatever. <laughs> she's literally calls whatever. Nick wherever he is. She's on the couch. She's huddled under a blanket. She's on her Samsung. She's laying in a way that she doesn't really need to hold her phone to her face. It's sort of like just resting on her it's face. Li- it's resting and on she's her going, face. Nick, the house is so big and I don't know what to do. And all the laundry do is still it. in the middle of the house. And and this is where they decide to pivot all the drama around the laundry. Yes. Okay. They're like the producers what are the like looking at, all, at, at at two days of filming and they're like, holy shit, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I guess the nothing. laundry. I guess the laundry. I guess it's the, laundry. Be the laundry. They just go right back to the laundry. And then we get to cut to um, Nick working on his solo album. They truly thought. Like, Nick's star at this point, much higher than hers. Uh-huh. The real drama, not the laundry. The real drama of Newlyweds Nick and Jessica is that Nick cannot handle the fact that his wife is more talented, more successful, has more fans, makes more money, mm-hmm. and has bigger budgets than he does. And that is really the underlying tone of literally everything they do. But sure, let's talk about the laundry. Yeah. Nick Lachey is, like, in yes. the studio being like, you want to love me, want to leave me, want to fuck me, 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 why do we go to yes, the I'm couch? sleeping on the couch. There is a reason why you don't remember any of the songs. And the only reason why I'm remembering is that I watched this episode twice in preparation of this this recording. I mean, they were setting him up for it. It was like, it was a, it was a big move. Yeah. And, you know, he was coming off a man that was, you know, like Jessica. Here's some really interesting parallels. Like Jessica, uh, 98 Degrees was neither Backstreet Boys, yeah. nor in sync. Yeah. Okay. They were maybe one step above O Town. I mean, they <laughs> named their band for body temperature. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I never really kind of like I, understood. Which is like saying alive, <laughs> <laughs> breathing, present. <laughs> Present. present. Okay. Tolerable. Yes. Yeah, and not like InSync was a particularly deep name or Backstreet Boys was. But I remember reading this interviews, these interviews where Nick was like, well, and 98 degrees is, you know, well, your body temperature or 98.7 at least. <laughs> you didn't even oh round up. Oh, my God. Like, what? That is so gross. Like, that's so... Get a me- Do people have media trainers at this point? It does seem like a nice sync up, though, because you're like, okay, Britney Spears and NSYNC are on the same level. Then Christina mm-hmm. and Backstreet Boys are kind of on the same level. It's like yep. you love them. You know all their songs, but like, there is someone yep. a little bit above them. And then there's 90 yes. Degrees and Jessica Simpson. And it makes sense. Yes. And it almost yes. feels like an arranged marriage in that way. Because I think when with famous people, especially before the Internet, it's like you only date someone in your echelon of uh fame they don't have a ton in common so nick's at the studio he's with all of these like his hair isn't done so there's like a something happening with the hair they're oh, doing the makeup yeah, and, Je- and they showed- it's like his hair looks so so bad and so bad it's <laughs> you're watching it now do you have it on yeah it just <laughs> oof, oof. and then jessica's still at home being like a sad sack under the blanket um, or at least that's what Absolutely they want her. vexed about yeah. the laundry. Like just... could not be bothered, but also probably has never done a load of laundry. All they do is just show her like laying there and they want you to hate her. I don't hate her and I hate him. Let's listen to what he's saying here to the makeup artist. Here we go. Mm. Picking up after herself. Yeah. Like you don't need a maid. You need a freaking, you know, personal assistant to follow you around and pick up your trash. He is talking to the person doing his makeup. He's talking to the woman doing his makeup. If I ever found out Dan was yeah. ever complaining yeah. about me, I would yeah. tell him. No, I would. 
However, I will also say that um, in, in future episodes, Jessica does this with her parents. And it's like the number one most toxic thing mm-hmm. that you can do for your relationship is tell your parents every single thing that you and your husband or partner or boyfriend, whatever, are talking about constantly. Yes. Like, Oh God. But at the same time, like, I mean, put it on a TV show, but don't tell your mom, but also 22, who else are you talking to Casey Cobb, you know? And, and you're right. I mean, a lot of their relationship is like dad, like Nick will get on. And then, and Joseph, there's, and we're going to get to it. I won't even say what's going to happen. So Nick's complaining in the director's chair at his music video shoot while some woman with a side bang puts foundation on him. And then they keep cutting back to Jessica sulking on the couch, um, looking at the laundry and then she's going through the laundry and then she gets like very um upset and the hmm. air is so stale they have not opened a window because they don't know how and it's just like there's just stuff everywhere and i can tell like that there's a layer of like that sort of like sticky dust mm-hmm. on everything you know like i can just tell i just they need a housekeeper i think that is a perfectly reasonable ask i think it's perfectly reasonable don't buy house like that if you don't know how to clean it and you're not willing to hire a housekeeper like sorry i don't buy furniture like literally do anything yeah the the house isn't yeah it's just like this is just rich people being like i can afford this and then not wanting to take care of the things that they've paid money for right because also at the same time nick which we see very soon uh he has a condo he has a condo he has his like bachelor pad he i'm like why wouldn't you just have lived there it's plenty big for two people who are never there. And guess what? You could afford a housekeeper. And guess what? You wouldn't have to do anything outside because people, the other, like, you know, it's part of your association yeah, fees. Your other people take care of your things. Mm-hmm. You, why wouldn't you have just stayed there? He a great also question. is a great fucking question. Yeah. But they position him as like, God, look at, he's just a regular guy. He's going to pack up his, his own house. He's just going to bring his brother over there and pack up dishes and blah, blah, blah. And at some point he and his brother are like, yeah, I don't know. It would have cost $500 to hire movers. (laughs) Nick is so cheap. And you, I think in what town would it cost $500 for movers? (laughs) Wait, is that not a lot? Or is that, that's not a lot. No, it's not a lot. I'm like, I, yeah, I it would have cost never, a lot more. And I have moved every year of my life since age <laughs> 18. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the longest, the longest I stayed in the house was three years. Okay. Um, and, and so we have moved a lot I moved apartment to apartment. I've moved, you know, oh, I don't have that much stuff. It can't cost that much. Yeah, it does. Renting, it renting so the much. van for the day costs like $250. Like yeah. you're not, you know, he's not exactly, uh, you know, saving a ton of money and also, like totally. he maintained this condo the whole time. Yeah. Like, and, and also if you can't imagine what the condo looks like, yes, you can. The walls are dark red. Every piece of furniture is like oversized leather and brown yes. mahogany. Everything is like too big for the space. Um, and everything is too small for their house. It's so bizarre. Yes. It's like he, he, he yes. does not understand like scale, which yeah. <laughs> I did not for a long time either. I fully understand. I believe I lived in an apartment with like a eight by 10 photo hanging on the wall. Like as the, as the, it's yeah. like the focal point. This, it's like, here we go. Here's yes. my piece of art. Yeah. Um, it's a photo. We used to hang um, sandcastle molds that we used for jello shots on the wall as decor in college. Like, what? Mm. Mm. Absolute yeah. trash. So, yeah, so we're in this yeah. awful bachelor apartment, which is so mahogany and so yeah. leather and so dark. 
he has that leather backboard headboard situation yeah. on his bed. It's very ugly. They're yep. in cutoffs. They're in their matching tribal tats. You know, he comes, Nick comes home. There's still a pile of laundry on the floor. And Jessica comes like running out and she's getting her glam done. Again, there is no, I have no idea what day it is. I don't know how long this has been going no. on. Um, Tina Simpson walks in and thus begins the conversation between Tina and Jessica and some members of her glam. So he's moving it all in here tomorrow. I bet he's looking forward to that. It's like, okay, look at the house we live in and he doesn't want to spend the money on movers. Like, it cannot she has be a point. Like, even if it was like she has $500, a point. it's she has $500. A point. Also, I love that the oh, Chiron absolutely. is Tina Simpson, parentheses, Jessica's mom. Yeah, like we didn't I, know. And they're like, I can't believe how cheap Nick's, Nick is. And it's like, yeah, I can't yeah. believe how cheap Nick is. I can't believe how cheap Nick is. You guys are two of the biggest at the time pop stars in the world. Yeah. You have money. He comes in. He's got yeah. terrible energy. She's like curled up like a little girl. I grew up with my mother making my bed. She would never tell me to clean my room. She would always do it. <laughs> Mistake, Tina. Lucky. Jessica, here I'll show you. This is this is like lucky. She come that way. She always has this sourpuss face on, and he says, Jessica, you are, and then he pauses and he goes, lucky. And what he was trying to say was spoiled. And now they're in the moving van with like half of 98 degrees, and they're they're trying to get all the furniture out of the, and they can't fit it in the elevator. And it's just like hijinks that I'm like, this isn't funny because you could just afford to make this not a problem. Yeah, and you probably dinged up all the walls. Like yeah. you, you know, it's yeah, yeah. They do all these like funny camera things that aren't funny, where they're like speeding up, or they're yeah. like s like swirling the camera. Yeah, they're it's, like, like very jarring. They're like like, they're, like fun, let's try to like, make effects. this interesting. A bunch of idiots <laughs> moving furniture, and you're like, oh my god. And then we get for oh we weird reasons that I don't understand why the scene is here, but this is one of my favorite scenes. Tina yes. and Jessica are in the car, and Nora, tell us what happens in the car. Okay, first of all, three teenagers in front of them are holding up a sign that says, marry me, that they wrote in ballpoint pen. But more importantly, Tina is T9 texting on a flip phone while driving. <laughs> I didn't and even, we were I didn't even okay notice that. We were fine. We were like, that's how you text. Okay? And you got to do it while you're driving that. a car. Oh and, my God. And, she, and she, Tina... Tina calls the number that they hold up and, and Jessica calls them and is like, hi, I can't marry you. I got married. He, he, he. It's very married. cute. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm married. married. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, I thought it was so sweet, but she was like an ultra hottie. Now, do you think that these boys, cause there's a lot going on here, like a celebrity calling a random number from their own phone. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that that was a plant or do you think that producers weren't even that smart yet to be like, let's just create a I don't scene? Think, I don't think they were that smart I don't, yet. I don't, I don't either, think they were but that's wild to me no. that they would just do it. So yeah, she calls, she's like, I'm yeah. married. Cut back, you know, to Nick and his Cincinnati Bears hat being like in the, in the 1999 an hour moving truck, feeling so proud of himself. Just spend the fucking money, man. So thrifty. So, so thrifty. thrifty so thrifty. And he's like, pulling out in the U-Haul in LA and they're going to Calabasas. Then Joe and Tina and Jessica come home and all they see is mahogany furniture and clothes on the floor. <laughs> oh, they speak to each other so terribly. Yeah. And at this, I think it's around this point that yeah. Nick says as he's moving in, I'm glad I don't have a gun. <gasps> what? I didn't, I missed that. 
he's going up the stairs and I, and he says it and I like, I wrote it down. I was like, what the (laughs) flip are you talking about? Like, you know, and it's like, and it's not sure if it's like, you know, if it's like a light suicide joke or maybe just a light, like, you know, domestic, like murder suicide joke. Either way. I'm like, what? And and I'm pretty sure that he says that in front of her parents who, by the way, like one, why are they there? They're constantly inserting themselves, but also they're not particularly like on her side, which I find no, upsetting that's too. Right. Like, that's right. Like they're like, Jessica, sort of you like, are a spoiled brat. And it's like, yeah, when I'm like, Tina, she you never made her make her bed. Yeah. You never made her clean her room. And then she was your employer from the time she was 15. Yeah. She might be missing some critical life skill. I got to get somebody to help them. But they have to do it. I mean, we can't do it. We can't overreach. I know. Daddy. Let the happy married couple do it themselves, you know. I know, but... Unless they ask us, then we can help. So, yes. So we're discussing, you know, if you if you want us to, you just got to talk it over with Nick, and we'll get, we'll get the house, we'll get people to clean the house and do it. He goes... No, we're not going to insert ourselves. And then she walks into the room and he goes, all right, so if you want, just just you say the word and we will hire the cleaning people for you. Because remember, you guys, her parents are also on her payroll. They work for her. Yeah. He's like, as your parent, I'm not going to do this. However, as somebody who <laughs> desperately needs this job and is an unemployable person um, out in the real world, <laughs> let me know how I can serve you. Joe does bring dark energy. He was battling a deeply homophobic culture. Being an evangelical pastor, I am sure that that's some compounded, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, trauma, and also like he's just seeping out this like horrible energy at his clueless wife and absolutely uh, and, and daughter. The next note that I wrote down, Caroline, yeah. is holy shit! They've shot for a week, and all we've gotten is laundry, and there are still seven minutes left. <laughs> and you know what else happened? Nothing. Nothing happens except, except they ex- they exploit the hard work of a housekeeper cleaning a 6000 square foot house for $20 an hour $20 an hour even at the time i was watching that was like what this woman is cleaning up your shit they they have this woman come in you know, I don't know how savvy production was at the time. I doubt she, like, knew she was walking into a reality TV show. No. I doubt she signed a release. She's so overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. And Nick comes at her with some, like, really raw, toxic male energy. And then they make yes. her tell him her, yes. her rate. It's weird. They make her say the number. Yeah. And she says $20, like, with trepidation. Yes. And one, so exploitative. Yeah. And two... I have a personal belief that yeah. if you are ever in the economic space to have somebody clean your home, yeah. uh, you do not try to wrench a deal out You of do them not barter. For doing intimate, important work. that work. you refuse to do yourself. That, that is you the, refuse to do yourself. You should absolutely. be paying the absolutely. toppest absolutely. dollar. You are, yes. If you are able to clean your own house, but you don't want to, that's fine by me. But you need to be paying yes. the person well because you won't do it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and this house, by the way, it's not like, Oh, can you come in and like, you know, just like, Oh, we just need somebody to like, you know, uh, keep things. We we're neat people. We just need it cleaned. No, we are slobs. Yeah. We are slobs who have never done a thing. So we need you to deep clean and then clean up after us, uh, and then maintain a clean home for us. It's so much. And the idea that I wrote haggling, haggling, they were haggling, 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 haggling Haggling. to finally get her to say, Nick, I think is the one who says, so 120 bucks. 
Yeah. She says, um, $20 an hour when he asks her the rate. And he doesn't even say like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, wow. Like, oh, wow, 20. Like, yeah. oh, wow, you're really asking for a lot here. That's his vibe. And it's That's his gross. Take. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you make so much money. And they also like Ugh. film her like vacuuming and picking up yeah. those plastic water bottles and there's nowhere to put the clothes and she's in, she does, I mean, probably yeah. no less than 10 loads of laundry, full yeah. loads, wash, dry, fold. That is an all day job. And then at the end, you're right. And it goes, okay, so uh, 120 bucks. And he like reluctant, he goes, so do you want to be paid now? Or like, when do you want to be paid? And she's like, yeah, now. But she's so now. afraid to be like, now. You pay them now unless you have you pay them now. ahead of time. You pay them time. now. You pay them and now. And I just, I was like, and I don't think he tipped. I don't think he tipped. Oh, I definitely didn't tip. I did not get a I'm tipping vibe. He, I no. got a, I, 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 will, I will fulfill the request I got and no more. Yes, no he's more. definitely not like, drop more. you charge for a service, I pay for that service. And that's kind of it. And he's like, why should I give you more yeah. money? He, that man tips 10% on a check. You just know yeah. it. You just know. <laughs> if you're lucky. That's for good service. Otherwise, yeah. he's like, a, I think he has at many points in time gone to a counter service location. Yes. And pressed no tip. Yes. Oh, uh, and then spins it around proudly and is like, no tip. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So this woman looks so bewildered. They focus on her for four minutes. They follow her around doing her job. Like, yeah, leave her alone. Let her play some music. Also, yeah, yeah. offer let her, her water. Let her relax. Yeah. Like, to show, her her where the, show her where the bathroom is. For 120 bucks, like, I really hope she got a better job. And then he walks around and sort of checking just, like... Checking the work. Checking the work. the work. He's running checking his fingers over surfaces. Caroline, I have another question for you, which is based on this interaction. Do you think that Nick Lachey tips housekeepers at a hotel? No, Never. Never. No. That's immediately what I've thought of. I was like, no, this person definitely. stays in hotels all the time. Do they leave their Do they leave their towels on the ground? Do they, you know, leave like plastic bottles everywhere? Do they know that someone else is picking up after them for a person who is so eager to shit on his wife for not picking up her stuff? Yes. Yes. He doesn't seem to really respect a person whose job it is to pick up and clean and do yep. that work. I yes. imagine that yep. Nick Lachey's energy is very Uncle Frank from Home Alone, where he's like, I don't have cash. What? I don't have cash. What am I supposed to? I don't have cash. I would tip. I would tip, but I don't have cash. And I can't. I'm, oh, yep. I'm sorry. I don't have cash. Yep. That's how I uh. feel. That's extreme Nick Lachey energy. Maybe Nick Lachey has grown. Everyone is allowed their redemption arc. But on this yes. particular time in his life, no, I do not think he tipped on hotel rooms. We did not. We, no, I'm not seeing it. Watching this first episode. Yep. I... I I truly cannot believe yep. that this held my interest over commercial breaks we were unable to fast forward through. It, does it? Did it still hold your interest? Because I was still interested, but 
I was, I was, I was, yeah. I mean, you know, I watched it on YouTube, so right. I also didn't have commercial breaks and I was like, but I kept waiting for a thing to happen or for there to be, um, it was more fascinating. Yeah. You know, I, I'm an archeologist. I'm digging up a piece of the past <laughs> and, and looking at what it means, but I cannot believe that this was something that I was like, can't wait to see yes. what happens next week. Yes. Will they do their laundry? Tune in for yes. more. And I was with a boy from high school at this point in time. Wow. Like, we had been together for almost, I mean, for like seven years. And we'd also broken up and gotten back together after, not because of 9-11, in- but you know, <laughs> after it. And, um, <laughs> yep. and uh, it, like, so we we're preparing to launch into adulthood and we we're going to do it together. And like, you will be a stern, yeah. you know, sort of disrespectful, like male figure. And I <laughs> you will, will be like, like wonder my dad. how you do laundry. Yeah. And I will sulk around the house in my cargo pants and we will yeah. live happily in ever my, after. In my cargo pants. And yeah. a show like this really promoted some extremely weird heteronormative values to an audience that was extremely susceptible. Rewatching it makes this case for giving myself a little break because how were we supposed to grow up normal? This is what was on TV. How? There's no This like, is what was on TV. This Of is, course we're in therapy. How? Of course we're in therapy. <laughs> and it's like we also like I grew up with like a pretty functional model of marriage. Yeah. My parents had their own interests. Yeah. My mom had her own uh, career. My mom managed my dad's career. My dad was like, Nora, marriage is work. Yeah. Love is work. Yeah. Romance and love are not the same thing. Yeah. Romance and marriage are not a wedding and a marriage are not the same thing. Yeah. He was like actively, constantly trying to deprogram me from being like dysfunctional Barbie, yeah. but I wanted No, this. you wanted to believe that I you're like, this. no, your marriage is, is work, but mine will just be laundry on the floor. <laughs> mine yeah. will be like cute laundry on the floor. And like, we're going to watch TV and we'll be like, I don't want to watch that. And he'll be like, but you're going to, and I'll be like, yeah. fine. Like, <laughs> oh, like, it, like, yes, for the big game on my small TV. And, it, and also yeah. another thing that she does that is really weird is like, she does not know how to advocate for herself in a way that is not whining or stomping her feet. And I do feel that a lot of her points are valid. She has not figured out a good way to communicate like an adult. So all she does is she walks around and she goes, Nicholas Scott. (laughs) She's always calling him Nicholas Scott. That and I didn't, uh oh, like, I don't know that just sort of like it activated uh this dark. Yeah portion of my brain where I was like, Oh, Oh God. When you do a baby voice, you're doing it because people have responded to that in kind, like in that, like has helped you. Like if I ever did a, a baby voice, like on television, one in front of Dan two, in front of my parents, three, I would get roasted immediately and no everyone be like you're a loser with the baby voice like this works for her like she'll be like oh oh, mommy i spill my quotas and everyone's like okay jessica like i'll help you it's it's sad yeah and if you yeah it is sad if you watch this show on YouTube in tandem with her memoir, you do. I do have so much empathy for her. Like she did not have a mm-hmm. shot and I'm so excited that she's in like what seems like an amazing marriage and she's really worked on herself yeah. and she did not have a shot and this marriage never had a chance. And it's because this, no. this person was 
stunted. They say with famous people, you are forever the age that you became the most famous at unless you really work at getting out of that. And it's why child stars have a really hard time growing up. Mm -hmm. And she became really famous at like 17. And that is the actions of a 17 year old. I mean, I yep. just, it really yes. kind of, this is the marriage of a 17 year old. Yes. This is like, and, and looking back to, I'm like, wow, I can see every toxic pattern from the relationship that I was in. Yeah. It's, and this is like, the thing about culture is we are so steeped in it. We don't even realize it yeah. as it's happening. Yes. I actually think we're doing a huge service to people by, by looking yeah. back on this with a critical eye. Um, yeah. The Lord's work, the Lord's is, work, the Lord is, works in mysterious <laughs> ways and <laughs> works primarily through Caroline and yeah. Nora the, and the Lord revisiting reality TV. The Lord has a to-do list. On the top is iron and bubble letters. And then it says meat for lunch. The last thing I'll say about Nick and Jessica for this episode is that there is a little bit of a kink um, in her and him. I think that I, just triggered in my mind as we were talking about this, mm. this thing that I thought I wanted, which was like, I want someone who will put me in my place. Like, I think that was a yes. big thing for women, at least in our generation. Yeah. And you, you and I aren't that far apart in age, but like, it was yeah. very like, I want a man who will like, like, let me be me, but also not really. <laughs> and like thinking yeah. that that was like, I just want someone who will, who will, um, there's this phrase that keeps coming up in my mind. That's like, as someone who will call me on my shit. Call me shit. on my shit. Yes. I mean, yeah, but also, like, how much shit are you giving? How about Mutually. that happen, like, twice a year where, like, your partner who just knows you really well can look at you and be like, hey, like, tone it down a little bit. But not, like, every yeah. day. Yeah. We are yes. nobody asked. <laughs> nobody asked. Coming to you nobody live or nobody and, asked. And nobody will ask you about this show. <laughs> nobody will ask you. Nobody will ask you about this show. And therefore, it is on you. On you. <laughs> Listeners, go tell me more about our yeah. show. Yeah. I didn't. Uh oh. I did. I don't uh -oh. know where the. <laughs> I don't even know how to do one. My mom never believed me. me. I may not say quite as much as I should. When I say I love you, darling, that means for good.